0: All right, welcome to episode number 19 of the Dan Time Podcast. You're back, I'm back, I'm your host, Dan McCardle. Thanks for listening to the show. If you're here for the first time, you're not familiar with it, I'll get into it in a few minutes. Um, but this week, I've got a very special guest. This is someone, um, if some of you are a fan of Jim Powell and the couple times that you, you've gotten some exposure to him, let me tell you, you're going to love today's guest. I have been waiting multiple weeks for this this occasion. This is someone that um, I guess I'd say i got a few people in the back pocket. And, and when it feels right and the time is right, it's time to just roll them out here. Um, we got my brother Rob for a bonus episode. That was a blast. I have a great time doing these because these are people that I have some history with. They're funny. First of all, to be on this show, you do not have to be a stand-up comedian, which I have had, and I'm really proud of those guys. Um, But you got to have a sense of humor. I think um, that's a good filter uh, for this show. So if you can laugh a little bit, you don't have to tell the jokes, but if you can uh, (laughs) not laugh at my jokes, but you know what I'm saying, you are uh, a good fit for the show. I'm going to stop talking, and this is not your typical well-produced intro. This is just me freewheeling here. Folks, today's guest, my very good friend, Emily Haynes Cook. I have have not talked to Emily. Um, Another great thing about this show, I might have a guest on that it's been a number of years since we've spoken. So when we're going live here, like uh, with Danny Rubio, a couple other people, Dan Weinrib, it was the first time that we actually talked in a number of years. So that's Extra fun. Without further ado, with that being said, Emily, it really is just fantastic to be talking to you. How are you doing today?
1: I mean, Dan, I'm great. I mean, just talking to you is just a pleasure.
0: Well, thanks for carving out some time. Everybody's busy. Of course. We we talked about this a little bit, um, kind of off and on, folks. Emily and I have a history that goes back—I can't believe it. I think it's about 15 years. It was either oh,
1: Yeah, it's shocking that it's that long ago because it doesn't feel that way.
0: 2008, 2009, in the service industry. For any of my listeners who have a history in the service industry or you're in it now, you're going to love this conversation. We're not going to spend the whole time talking about it, but it's just something that it leaves its mark on you and you leave it your mark on that place in history too. Emily, She's responsible. This is another reason why I wanted her to be on the show. Emily, you are responsible for pulling me out of the darkness <laughs> of that, that world, that, <laughs> that lifestyle, does, that shift work, and into the fluorescent light of the office environment.
1: Oh, man. I'm sorry I did that to you, Dan.
0: <laughs> I remember being so excited. I mean, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. I was really looking forward to the change and getting some good structure, but I will never forget that first day, the first week and it's nine o'clock. You're not quite used to I me. Mean, nine o'clock is kind of late now, but I just right. sitting there thinking, Oh, this is what the rest of the world.
1: <laughs> this is what the rest
0: of the world does. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So thank you for, for getting me on track. I was, I was drifting.
1: Well, weren't we all, Dan? (laughs) Weren't we all? We were just riding the wave.
0: What are your thoughts when you think back to those days? We worked at... at, Some of you guys may have one of these near where you live. Firebird's Woodfire Grill. Fantastic food. I still know people that work there. What are your memories? And what's your takeaway when you look back on that time period?
1: Um, Yeah, so... Firebirds, you know, I don't think it's called Wood Fire Girl anymore. I think they've, like, rebranded, and it's something different now, but it still carries the Firebird name. But, uh, yeah, so I worked there for seven years. That's the longest job I've ever had, still to date, seven years of employment at Firebirds. But, That's I mean, right. that was a good chunk of my adulthood, I guess you could say, my young adulthood, and uh, I mean, it was a whirlwind.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: It was uh, a lot of fun. I met really great people. I mean, it was probably, to be honest, like one of the, well, okay, I, not to be honest, but it was a great time in my life. But I was almost about to say the funnest time in my life. But I think now having kids is probably my most fun. But I guess my most selfish fun.
0: Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. it's It was appropriate for the time.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: And can you imagine if someone back then had come to you and said, listen, I know you're not going to believe me, but in about 10 years, you're going to have children, and all this is going to die down. You're going to have very organized days and bed yeah. bedtimes, and you're going to love it.
1: <laughs> you would have believed it, Dan.
0: I don't know. Maybe I I was kind of looking for that in the back of my yes, mind. Yes,
1: you you were well. I I think about this a lot, actually. But you were always kind of looking for your lifestyle now. You would always talk about like wanting to be a dad and all that. And I, yeah, I See, think you were you were there for the the party.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you're
1: always looking for a little bit of a what you got now.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard for me to remember that, um, or expressing that to people because. Uh-huh when it wasn't quite in place yet i guess i'm like well what you not not so much what else is there to do it was like how much fun can i have other than doing that yeah um being out late at night
1: the after party
0: the where's the after party <laughs> where's, where's
1: where's the after party
0: where's some live music you know but i mean i was pretty i was as responsible as i could be back then and yeah, I got, I came to Firebirds at the time I was working for the Birmingham News, and I liked the direction it was going around 06 when I started. Uh, but when the market crashed, they started laying off or offering to buy out the contracts of um, the older employees. And I wasn't getting the assignments that I wanted, and I thought, well, I got to make some money because it really wasn't um, very lucrative job i mean it kind of puts you around some interesting people but i had mm-hmm. been in the service industry and i thought maybe now is a good time to and i was trying to find a restaurant that was i guess none of them are recession proof but where their clientele was a little higher end yeah so i just that's how firebirds came to be but i really yeah. had no idea that i would make the lasting friendships that i made
1: I know. We made some good ones there. I wish I talked to more people still, but um, I still have a few that are like just integrated into my life.
0: I'm embarrassed to ask because Mm -hmm. people listening, it really has been that long. I have kept track of, I think, the birth of your first child. I was aware of a second. Is there a third
1: there is a third, Dan. The third came as, you know, it shook the ground of which I walked on.
0: <laughs>
1: it was a shock. But, uh, yeah, there's a third. I have a boy um, named Bailey. He is now three. Um, so, yeah, I've got three three kids. And How about it's, that? It's, it's, it's busy.
0: you got Dan. two girls and a boy in that That's order. Right. I've got two boys and a girl in that order.
1: <gasps> I didn't know you had a third.
0: Yeah, we have uh, our daughter, Vivian.
1: Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, yeah, you know what it's like then.
0: Yes. And... I feel
1: like these other parents, When I feel like when you meet a parent that has three as well. well let's not even talk about the ones that have the fourth because that's just insane. <laughs> but the ones that have the third, you immediately are like, okay, you know. You know what I'm going through. <laughs> Yeah, there's a yeah.
0: There's a special club that you just enter into. Yeah. Especially, uh-huh. especially if a couple of them are close in age. Like, uh, right. So we've got Warren. You've seen Warren probably yeah. when he was maybe a year and a half the last time. So he's six. Yeah. He's got a little distance on the next. Uh, our our little boy Wyatt. He's the middle boy. Mm-hmm. So he's two and a half, and then about twelve and a half months difference between him and Vivian. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's it's wonderful when all the dust settles, everyone's in their beds, the house is quiet. And it's nice when you first wake up on the weekend mornings. And it's nice when you're traveling and you look in the backseat, the rear view, everybody's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a lot of other times where they're, they're being good for about 13 minutes before something happens. Somebody runs into something or makes somebody upset. Right. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. Right. How, how do, do you, you not? I was going to ask, Um, so I've got a few questions. Like, how has being a mom, or what has being a mom taught you about patience with having oh, a few kids? And, you know, kind of like you got things that you're interested in, um, and you have to push those off to the side for right. a week or a year. I
1: think... Um... Yeah, the the biggest thing I've learned about patience is that I have none, Dan.
0: <laughs>
1: um, I am very, uh, yeah. I mean, I know I have to have some, but I'm I'm terrible at it. But I've all I've always known that. I've always gotten um, like super irritated with the slow walkers, and uh-huh. or even sometimes the slow talkers. Like I have a sister who is just um, you've met her. She's uh, just one that floats through the wind in life, and um, (laughs) so uh, I've always been a little bit irritated when it comes to that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah, I have had to um, learn some more patience, but uh, you know, I I just hope I get better every day is all I can say about that.
0: (laughs) I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Every day is a learning experience being a parent yeah for You've sure learned about your children and their phases i mean i'm sure you let me first go i've gotten too deep into the episode here without um letting everybody know one of the qualifiers so to be on dan time you do not your name does not have to be dan you need to have if you don't know me already that's your ticket to the show so emily she already knows me so she's in um but she actually has an an extra story One of your daughter's names is Danny. Yeah, D A N I, which was named uh, in my honor. From no, I'm I'm kidding.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what Danny (laughs) Rubio thinks too. Um, I'll actually, it's actually better a better story than what what you think, Dan. So, Danny, my daughter, my middle child, um, she. We came up with the name Danny because I myself was named Danny for a couple days after my birth. And then last minute decision was changed to Emily before leaving the hospital.
0: I never knew that.
1: Yeah. So, um, my mom had, and dad had decided on Danny and then, uh, the social security woman, you know, that comes in and gets the name legalized and all that before you leave, came in, asked about the name. They said Danny and my sister was in the room and the story goes, she had a meltdown about the name and wanted to name me after a porcelain doll that she had named Emily. And so, and I, my mom said, "Okay," <laughs> and that's how I came about. Um, Emily, but yes, what a so,
0: uh, unique and just I know. beautiful story. I mean, I was I was halfway in, and I'm thinking, here you are. You've got the best female name in the palm of your hand um, that's ever been created. I mean, listen, I, I do this show not out of um, vanity for myself, but. It's really celebrating the name because it, this is the debate is settled. Um, the, it's fact. Dan is the best male name, and uh, Danny or Danielle, and the, the whole family of the Dan names, it just uh, they're untouchable. So for your yeah. your parents to to um, I mean they made they made the right call, but yeah, well had, they
1: made the wrong final decision.
0: When I hear the end of the story. <laughs> I have to excuse it because there's, it's just a a beautiful ending. And, um, if, if there's any off ramp, um, that should be taken when it really shouldn't have been taken, this is the only one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't think a wrench was, uh, thrown into my, my destiny.
0: I, all right, all seriousness here. Um, I can't picture you being anything other than Emily.
1: You can't, you want to hear something weird. Is yeah. it strange that I feel internally feel more like a Danny than I do an Emily, and I've always felt that way?
0: Wow. Um, yeah. That is, uh, I'm just, I'm almost speechless because I never knew mm-hmm. this story. And now I'm, I'm, um, I'm taking it in. I could see that. I could yeah. see that.
1: I don't know if it was just being told the story when I was younger, and I don't know. I've never really liked. I mean, I'm fine with it now, but as a child, I never really liked my name. I always thought it sounded like a grandma <laughs> and like an old, I would say, you know, tell somebody my name when I was young they are like, oh, that's such an old timey name. And I, I never took that as a compliment. I always was like, oh, I don't like, I don't like that. <laughs> and so, and I don't know if that's what did it. That was like, I've, I should have been a Danny, but yeah, I've always kind of had more of a connection with that name than with my own.
0: So that's you, why
1: I named my child that.
0: Now, your first daughter who I met, that's yes. Lynn. Uh, Lenny?
1: Lenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lenny. So, um, my husband's mother was Lynn. And so we wanted to use her name. And then um, we played around with like a bunch of Lynn names, like Brooklyn and, you know, all the those kinds of names. But mm-hmm. uh, we eventually just settled on Lenny. And everybody that she meets asks her, what's that short for? And she gets irritated. She's like, nothing, it's just Lenny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now, so when you're expecting your second child, you find out it's a girl. Mm -hmm. You you just, you immediately know, okay, the time is now. The time is upon us.
1: No, no, I didn't. Um, No, so every, the only exception has been Lenny that we actually knew the name Prior to going into the hospital, that was the only planned name we had. The other two, it was like down to the wire and we were still like, I just, I don't have any clue. And, but um, yeah, we just, what we kind of did was we both made a list on our phones of names and then um, in the hospital went one by one through the names and said yes or no, marked them off until we narrowed it down. And, And yeah, that was for Danny. That's how it came about. I love it. Danny Live is her name, and the whole plan was, was that we were kind of gonna name her Danny Live and called her call her Live because we had Lenny, and then we had we were gonna have mm. Liv. and
0: yeah, it, um,
1: yeah. So we we did that. We you know that's we made like little. She was gonna be going to daycare, and we had her little like name tags made with it that said Live Cook on everything, and then she got home, and we just called her Danny. <laughs> it just, it felt more right. And so uh, we majorly confused her at the beginning of her life because everybody <laughs> at school was calling her Liv. Everybody at home was calling her Danny. And then, you know, 2020 happened, her daycare shut down, a new daycare opened, and we just signed her up as Danny Liv. But now she is, um, I told her she started kindergarten this year. I said, okay, so some people in your life call you Liv, some people in your life call you Danny, and some people in your life call you Danny Liv. You can now decide. And um, would you like to know her decision? Yes. She is Danny.
0: It's perfect.
1: Yes. It's so just... she has now made the decision that she will be called Danny.
0: Look, I was kind of kidding earlier um, about the Dan name and the, and the Daniel family Of names. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Kind of kidding. Kind of. But I really do like, I mean, I like Danielle, but I love just D-A-N-I.
1: Yeah, that's it.
0: It's beautifully written. It's beautifully spoken and pronounced. And it probably fits her like a glove.
1: Oh, my goodness, 100%. She is a, a golden child, little angel babe.
0: Wow. Uh, Folks, if you're listening to the show and you you yourself are expecting a child or you're a dude and your girlfriend, your wife uh, is pregnant, this is a fun time. Get get your notes on your phone or on a piece of paper. Scratch out your favorite names. If you're a guy, 9 out of 10 of them or 10 out of 10 will be scrapped. You'll have no shot. But come up with names, and just for fun, guys especially, throw out the, the names that have zero chance just for fun. I mean, I tried all of them. Harry, Larry. Um, What's another one? I mean, Ralph. I even, I, I got Bruce pretty close. and that,
1: Oh, my husband wanted Bruce badly.
0: Really? Yeah. It wasn't really a joke either. It was kind of, you know, I'm just like, I tried with it. And I got a couple, Bruce... Natalie said, okay, I'll put it into the, the area of consideration. Right. She doesn't listen to the show that I'm aware of, so she's, uh, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> um, so I got the same phone that I've had for quite a while. Real quick, girl names. Now, Vivian was always going to be Vivian. But before we knew that Warren was going to be a boy, here's some of the names that we had on the list. Ray, R A Y E. Mm. Raven, Angelica, Elise, Raya, R A Y A. I do kind of like those Ray names. Raya, Ray, uh, Ember, Ariel, Oakland. I'm seeing this like again for the first time. Oakland. I remember I liked that, but it is what it is. We we ended up with the. It was going to be three W names. It ended up being Warren, Wyatt, and Vivian. So Vivian broke the,
1: yeah, the theme. The so, same. We were going to do all L's when he lived. And then we had Bailey as Leon.
0: I like it. it
1: I like it, too. Leon Redbone. I don't know who that is, but.
0: Hey, he's a songwriter. He's a, yeah. Well, what, he's got a great name. I just, I like names that my criteria is, is it different? Yes, or kind of uh, move it along. Mm-hmm. And then is it easy to pronounce and pretty easy to spell? Yes. And if the answer is yes, there, then move it to the top tier. I don't like super crazy names that, um, you know, your child for the, all of their at least school age life is going to be. How do you spell that? How do you say that? Right.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, we could spend There's it.
1: some there's some good ones out there now, let me tell you. Yeah.
0: We could spend a whole episode on baby names. All right. Mhm. Emily, what do you um All right. I I've kind of broken parenthood or fatherhood down if you're involved, and I'm sure Taylor shares a lot of these duties with you. It's mm-hmm. just how it is. I mean, the 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 days of of dad sitting and the lazy boy watching the game for three hours and not doing anything, not cutting the grass. Those, those days are over.
1: Yeah. Not on my watch, Dan. <laughs> I <laughs> not
0: just on I my don't watch. know who gets away with that. There's some guys do, but I don't, and I don't know that I would want to be like that.
1: I wouldn't no. That's the same with, with Taylor. He's, um, he's a great dad and he is very involved in, um, he wouldn't have it any other way.
0: If you're, again, guys that are listening to the show, if you're getting freaked out a little bit, you got a baby on the way, you're going to be just fine. Don't have to um, just be spectacular in every moment. You got to be pretty good at mixing bottles, twisting caps and lids off and on and off and on and rinsing and washing and fo- and making sure when you go places that you've got the stuffy and you've got the blankie and you've got the bag with the other stuff that they need and the extra this and the that and the that and the that. That's all it is. That is all it is. And you got to stick to a schedule. If you get, Emily, I really don't want, I feel like I'm talking too much on this episode, but would you agree that if you get things like bath time is within about 15 minutes always the same time um, yeah meal time is kind of always done this way and then we go to bed and then we do it tomorrow if you can yeah schedules are important pull off all that stuff I think moms or dads you could be just fine
1: yeah yeah you make it work and uh yeah just get in a groove and your schedule and there you go there's your life for you know and... For a while, and then it, then it all changes, and then you <laughs> have a new schedule, and then right. right when you get used to that one, then it all changes again.
0: When you have your first child, like when Lenny was a baby, uh huh. How much fun did you have just?
1: Oh my goodness, familiarizing so
0: your, You probably went to every playground in a oh fifteen-mile yes. radius. You get the stroller out, she's loving it. That's one of the best things you can do, folks. If you're wherever you live, if the climate allows for it you get yourself out of that house you'll be able to tolerate well first of all yeah when a baby's screaming or a toddler's fussing and you're outside you don't have that noise bouncing off the walls so that's Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) yeah it doesn't come shooting right back at you so harshly
0: how much fun was it get back to the question here uh (laughs) when it was just lenny and just you and lenny and uh you do stuff with her can you close your eyes and remember some of those days?
1: Yeah, for sure. We went driving around um, just on Wednesday. Um, so, two days ago, we went driving around our old neighborhood and it was very um, brought back a lot of memories that was of just, you know, back when it was just the three of us, we drove by the old um, playground we used to go to. But yeah, having a first child is very there's like a romance to it. It's just great memories there. I mean, not that I'm not having good memories now, but you know, you add more in and things get chaotic, and I don't think you can soak in as much of the, the pleasures of it all. I mean, I, of course, I try to, but um, yeah, things get chaotic, and uh, but yeah, it's life is great, and I don't know, I've not had this much fun ever in life than having my kids, they're great.
0: I just love hearing that, yeah, it brings its own set of challenges, but. If you have someone to draw on another family member or friend that they've got their 14 and 17 year olds and you remember when those kids were five and six and seven or younger, you kind of got those connections, those people to remind you, hey listen everybody tells you this, it goes by way too fast you hear so that fast, yeah but you do kind of see all right this period of time, whatever the frustrations are, it's not going to be going on in five years. You'd be no. dealing with other challenges,
1: right? And of course, it goes by fast because, like you know how it is. Right now, you just wake up and you and you're racing against the clock every day. Emily, I mean that's it's that's the truth of it all. Every, I mean, there's never enough time in the day just to get the simple things done.
0: How do you deal so, with some of those days where you can't get to everything, and it's just you got to call it a night. You just have to. And you're sitting there and you're turning the lights off and you're like, I got to load the dishwasher, but I just, I have to go to bed. I got to fold those clothes, but I just, that's going to be, have to be tomorrow. Drives me completely nuts.
1: I know. You just have to let it happen. You can't, you know, as much as you can. Those, those dishes can sit. Life doesn't have to be completely organized at all times. It's impossible when there's. The three littles running around.
0: Yeah, how
1: do you do? And you got to set times to let loose, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. When it's time for a date night, do you still occasionally go see like uh, live music or something that's you know that you used to do? Or right, I've, I've I honestly have moved on from a lot of this stuff. I do like to go to a show though every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. So
1: Taylor really loves going and seeing live music it's has always been his thing and you know we don't get out much we and i know that like we need to do it more but we just don't we don't have um a, you know family around or anything like that that you know can just like come over and babysit whenever so we we do get out but it's very very rare but yeah when we do we try to go see some music if there's some playing, or just go out to dinner do stuff but I was mentioning to you earlier I mean I can't hang like I used to can't, used to I cannot but um Emily are you so ever <laughs> are
0: you ever sitting there you're in the booth with Taylor you're having a great dinner great mm-hmm. conversation and then the and then you just your mind starts drifting a little bit and all you can think about is your bed and brushing the teeth and getting ready to just Call it a night again. Do you ever just are you having a good time out, and you're just thinking, "Well, this has been fun, and this is still fun, but man, I'm I'm just almost done."
1: Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, you live we're specifically the the life that you and I are in right now with the ages of our children. We're in a constant state of tired. (laughs) So. Um, that's yeah, it. of course, but you gotta, you gotta just, you know, force through that feeling just like you do every day <laughs> and just keep going. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's important to get those, you know, times away. And of course, like we always will be out to dinner and stuff and, you know, we're, we're talking about the kids the whole time, but I mean, what else is there to talk about? That's our life. And, you know, that's our obsession and but, yeah, it's, it's important to get away and remind yourself who you are and all of that stuff. But, but yeah.
0: You know, having a family, Do you, I don't know if you can relate to this, when you have the little kids and you start thinking, I need to, first of all, I need to be the best version of myself that I can be in front of them. But right. you also start thinking about taking care of yourself. Do kids remind you of how short our time on this earth is in that, Hey, let's just, let's just enjoy it. It's not going to be like this forever. These yeah. kids are going to be 20, 25 years old, 35 years old, doing their own thing. We're going to be old and hoping that the phone rings and it's them. Uh, do you think along those lines where it just puts you a little bit in touch? I don't want to say with mortality, but of let me just soak this in.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's always the goal, too, to, like, be present and, you know, be aware of the time we all have together, but, you know, sometimes you get caught up in the, in the chaos of it all, too, and forget that, but I try to. We try to do things specifically that, you know, makes us more present and stuff at my house, like, we'll be like, no TV today for the kids, like, no, let's sit around, let's enjoy each other and play a game and be present with each other and so we'll do that we we consciously put activities together and stuff like that to where you know we're with each other we do a lot of outings and stuff like that not as much as we should but we'll take them out in nature somewhere and you know just all get in a creek somewhere and just be with each other and that's the best like when those times happen yeah, I'm super aware of, like, this is, soak this all in because this is going to be over soon. Um, You know, those people that say, this always gets to me. They say, one day your child's going to ask you to pick them up and hold them, and that's going to be the last time they do. <sighs> and that's yeah. so, like, uh, hard-hitting. Because <laughs> that yeah. is the truth. One day there it's going to be the last time, and you're not even going to know it, Dan.
0: I feel like I'm getting close with Warren um Uh he I held him a lot I'll never forget walking out of a breakfast spot one time out of town and I was carrying him and he was probably four it was a couple years ago and he doesn't need to be held I understand but I'm tall Mm -hmm. you know I'm a little taller I'm just I can handle it and I just figure if I can hold my child I don't care if they're seven years old and they and they're asking me to pick them up. I'm going to do it. And this lady was, uh, it may have been our server, and she said, "Oh, you put that boy down. He's too, too big. You don't have to do that. <gasps> and I didn't say oh anything. I just kind of smiled and kept walking. But I see people walking into preschool. They're not carrying their uh, two-and-a-half, three-year-old like I am. But it's maybe not as practical. But my kids love it. And they're not going to need it or want it. And he's getting kind of close yeah he's getting a little lanky and uh it's just when you when you get up under the arms and and you pull him up there's just a lot of torso where it used to be (laughs) used to be a little little biscuit or whatever you want to say (laughs) yeah a lot of torso here in the just the just dangling legs and just it's just a lot and so he doesn't just yeah lift off the ground the way he used to and but he still likes it. I think maybe another year. Um, yeah,
1: keep keep at it. Don't ever put him down.
0: Why at The lady said
1: that. How dare her.
0: <laughs> I know. I just I just <laughs> smiled and kept walking and Of course she did. Yeah, there's no need. But... No. <laughs> um I do these on kind of following up on what you said there where you out with out with your children. And you're just in touch with, hey, this moment, this day, this activity. This it's kind of like a, a home movie, reel. I'll look out the window yeah. sometimes at the kids playing in the side yard, or we're driving somewhere and I look in the rearview mirror. And I. Kind of tell myself, this is this is a home movie, but it's just yeah. one that you're not going to be able to watch again. Ah, uh. and. I got to keep doing whatever I'm doing. So like I'll see them playing out in the yard and I can go out there and play with them or I might be busy since they're playing. I'm washing clothes or something. So it's like uh, it's nice that they're out of the house, but I'll like I'll look out there and look at that moment for a few seconds and I'll just take it in. You're not going to get to watch that again. There'll be a day when you're older and if you live in the same house, you look out the window. Those kids won't be there anymore because they won't be children and they'll be off. And you just have the memories. So what, I mean, what a topic for us to just sit and explore. Um, I had no idea we were going to do this. It's really, it's really, yeah. really touching. And well, good. You, and I hope that people listening who've experienced this, or if you're getting ready to, again, if you are an expectant mom or dad, you can do this without help. Emily can attest to it. I can attest to it. If you've got family that's nowhere close, you, you can pull it off. You just right. kind of, whatever those hobbies are of yours that you do every weekend, kind of start stepping down from that a little bit. Get get a little unattached to some of those <laughs> things because yeah. it's not going to be much of an option. No. What, what do you do, Emily, when you just need some M time, some Emily time?
1: I've really gotten into... Vintage lately, like vintage items. Mm-hmm. So um, for a minute there, I had a little vintage booth um, that I was, you know, had a little booth at a store that I, you know, would go out and hunt for some treasures and you know resell them and all that. But um, I'm not doing the booth anymore. But I still, I still like to go to the estate sales or to sort of store and just find a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for. When you're
0: oh, you're looking seeking
1: the past. I don't know relics. Um, Yeah, relics. That's not the word. Like um, I can't think of the term. I'm thinking of. I bet people are screaming right now. Like, but anyways, um, exactly what it is. Yeah, they know what it is. But uh, nostalgia. Yeah, was yeah. So I really like that kind of stuff. Like something you find just a little something, and then be like, oh my gosh, my grandmother had this or like this was something that I haven't seen since I was like in the early nineties or late eighties or whatever. And it really, it gets me every time. Um, Taylor was asking me earlier today, he was like, is there ever, is there anything in your life that um, you can just have the memory of, and you get like a warmth sensation? And I was like, yeah, when I find like vintage items, that happens to me. So, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, if I'm ever get, time that I just need to myself. I'm usually going and doing that kind of stuff because I can spend, man, so much time, like, especially at these estate sales. Like if it's an older person and I mean, there's just so much more to it than just like, let me find something cool that I like to purchase. It's like, this has a story behind it. This was part of this person's life. I don't know. I can spend hours just like going through somebody's stuff.
0: I can is that see weird? That.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I just like I don't know, you can like really put a story together about you know, a life. Like build a, you know, in your mind like this is this part of this person's life and probably had this kind of importance to them and
0: you know what I would find interesting if I had the time is going through like old like really really old correspondence from Mm -hmm. just the turn of the 19th to 20th century where people just had, they had to write letters and they wrote a lot of them. And it wasn't all like romantic letters. It was just information because you couldn't text each other, call each other and like try to put a little narrative together about somebody. I think that we've got some of that in our own family. I just haven't gotten my hands on it. Oh my gosh. I think my grandmother's got some letters that my dad still has. And my mom's, she's told me on her side about when my grandfather was in World War II on my mom's side, it was like four years between seeing each other, he and my grandmother. And so there were letters back and forth I think she still has.
1: That Yeah, that would be a goldmine if you came across that. That is, yeah, I loved going through stuff like that, especially if it's something in the family. I haven't had luck on, you know. I don't think we kept much of my grandmother's stuff. And I don't think at the time when my grandmother passed, I can remember, you know, my mom and my aunts going through her stuff and figuring out what they were going to keep and what they weren't. But I wasn't into it yet, you know. So I think a lot of things probably got past me that would have been very interesting to look on and find the story behind.
0: But Do you or Taylor still have an older relative whether it's like a great aunt or great uncles, there's still somebody hanging around. Not, I don't mean that in a a bad way. It's not really dignified, (laughs) but you know, there's someone that's 92, 89, uh, pushing a hundred. I had, don't really have anybody left. All my grandparents are gone. Anybody that you can still pick their brain and go like,
1: how are you doing aunt
0: Susie, aunt Margie? It's so good to see you. You don't have anyone you can sit and just delicately talk to.
1: No, um, yeah, my grandmother, my dad's mom passed, I don't know, like five years ago, maybe more than that. I'm not sure, but she was 98, but that was the, you know, last one we had um, Mm -hmm. in our family. But yeah, no, but she had some stories.
0: Well, Emily, I've got a a few questions here. I want to get into them, and they're just like random Dan time garbage time questions okay first of all I forget every single episode that I have which have not been many with people who really know me from that time period I'm finally going to ask the question we are about 54 minutes I think 50 something minutes into the call so all you loyal dedicated Dan time listeners here it is episode 19 you've You've made it this far, this deep into this episode. Emily, I'm going to give you a chance to reveal it or what you think about it. What did Dan time originally mean?
1: What did Dan time? Oh, well, just having some quality time with Danimal. I mean, that includes an after party. That includes (laughs) the (laughs) pre-party. That includes just the random days off that we had and we would get lunch and just chat
0: what was that place across from um it was on 20th street mm-hmm. rinelli's Ren- yes i think this was after Rennelli's. this was after fibers this was saroti time period that was a good lunch
1: that was a great lunch
0: but yeah i think jim said the same thing there is a different interpretation and i've asked someone who may have even bestowed it on me, I don't know, to come on the show, and they haven't yet appeared. I wouldn't even call it a uh, a negative connotation or whatever, but there's a different perspective on Dan time. We'll, maybe, we'll just table it. We'll just table it for, um, keep the mystery going.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure now I'm okay. intrigued to find out.
0: Who is a band or an artist that you liked when you were a teenager? This could be middle school or high school that you mm-hmm. still listen to today every so often.
1: Oh man. Or have you I cleared like them a, all out? Oh no. I still am tried and true to my, my musical taste. Um, I mean the Beatles Beatles are, have always been my favorite, but one that was, I guess, played a big role in my high school years that I still just love is Weezer.
0: Mm, I remember now. Yes. Well, I remember having some Weezer conversations. Yeah. In the Sorority days.
1: Love Weezer. They're just good, happy music, you know? They are. It's like a... I <laughs> can't believe I'm about to have this comparison, but like a Bob Marley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I get the same feels, the same uh Hey when you happy feels from
0: Weezer. When you think about Weezer, they're really in a class by themselves. Oh, for sure. They're from a time period. They're underrated. You know, there were some other people, other bands on the charts around that time, but mm-hmm. there's not it's not like Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Yeah, I kind of put them in their own own category. Yeah. And they I think they're still together.
1: Oh, for sure! Yeah, I saw them not too long ago, twenty nineteen. Love it. They came and played a free a free concert at UAB.
0: UAB, our shared alma sure. mater. Yes. Co Blazers! Co Blazers! <laughs> <laughs> Do you and Taylor, yeah. you and Taylor, ever get out to Barto Arena? Do you, are you interested in the basketball games, or the football games, or um, equestrian?
1: Hmm. You know, I love sports, so. I don't know, we don't Taylor loves sports. Yeah. If he goes to a sporting event, I'm typically not there, I guess. Maybe I am, I don't know. Um no, I don't go to the Porto Arena for for basketball.
0: Well, that's you're still a proud blazer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, still cheering. I'm still rooting for my team.
0: Emily, have you in the past or do you now? And this this is actually a you and Taylor question maybe because they make, they make pairs of these things. Have you ever put on a Snuggie?
1: This is a great question. Not only have I not ever put on a Snuggie, <laughs> but I've always wanted to put on a Snuggie. <laughs> I think about this, Dan, I think about this often. Like, I cannot believe I went through the whole Snuggie phase, and I never got to try it out.
0: There are some things.
1: Are they still around?
0: Oh, yeah, they're still around. Um,
1: Are they still big like they were?
0: They haven't gone away. Um, Okay. And it seems like it's been at least 10 years they've been on the market, so maybe it's good to wait. Because if you got one now or the next couple years, they've surely been improved upon. Okay. Uh, all the Amazon complaints have been addressed because, um, oh. you know, any product, someone's always got s- some sort of horrible experience. Uh, I would love to actually go yeah. on Snuggy, whether it's Amazon or wherever you get it, and just scroll down to the reviews and filter for one star. Do you ever, that's another question. Do you ever just delight yourself with reading negative reviews for, just for the humor?
1: I get lost in a negative review spiral. Yeah, I love them. The way people can spend their time and devote to posting a complaint is just beyond me. But I love it. I love those people that do
0: it. (laughs) One of my favorites is roadside motels. You know, if you're planning a trip to see a relative and they live in like Gadsden or... Well, anywhere, and, and you just Google one of the, just motels in this little town. Have a ball because any one of those, <laughs> any one of those uh, hotel, they're surely going to have ratings because people always, right. you always have an experience you you. at a motel. Um, I've had some bad ones. I've never written about it, but uh, if you've stayed in a a motel that's far far below even a Hampton. There's mm-hmm. a story to tell.
1: hmm Yeah, those would be some good ones. Emily. Some good reads are those motels.
0: Emily, do you have a, a favorite comedian of all time, or maybe even a favorite comedian who's just sadly no longer with us?
1: Oh, man, there's so many. I feel like there's far better comedians, but... Chris Farley, I've always said, I got asked this question from one of my friends one time. He said, who would you want to party with celebrity-wise, dead or alive? And my answer, I thought about it. I told, I told him, I said, I can't just give you an answer right away. I'm going to have to really think about this. And I, it was Chris Farley.
0: That's what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, I love him. But I think there's far funnier comedians. For the life of I me, mean, I can't think of
0: one right now though. That... Chris Farley was just really untouchable. Yeah. And it's a shame that he not not so much that he's gone too soon, it is, but especially that I don't think that he wanted to be that character forever and ever. I think, you know, if if he had been around longer, he would have gotten into some other roles. Probably would have mostly been remembered for, you know, that Three Stooges style comedy. Right? But man, he was. He was. He's got some great lines that are in Tommy Boy in Black Sheep. That I'm not going to say would bring you to tears, but they're, they're really uh, touching. There's some moments right. where he like all of a sudden pulls on your heartstrings. Yeah, but he had a way with that for sure. Yeah.
1: Zach Galifianakis might be funnier to me though, like more
0: humorous. Oh yeah.
1: And you know, your brother kind of reminds me of Zach Galifianakis.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: He does. And you, we were when you were texting me earlier about Travis not wanting to do the podcast. I was t- saying like, oh man, everything that he says is gold. And I think I heard, I listened to a podcast with Zach Galifianakis. And he, or no, no, no. It was Comedians in Cars. Do you watch that ever Oh, on I love it. Oh, I love it. So, like, I mean, I've watched all of them, like, a million times that, over.
0: Is that the, the but, Seinfeld one? Yes. Love it.
1: But um, he says in his episode of Comedians in Cars, he says that he has, the problem of people thinking he's trying to be funny when he's trying to be serious. And he, he tells a story of him at his, um, like giving a speech at his sister's wedding and getting emotional and people laughing.
0: Oh, I I think I've seen that one. Yes.
1: But I feel like that could happen to your brother. He's just funny. Like just his being is funny.
0: I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Travis is always at the ready Mm-hmm. To just deliver. He's not like a one-liner, but it is a blast getting around him. There is nobody that makes me laugh harder than my brother Travis.
1: Yeah, and, he's um, really good.
0: You know, I've had Robert on the show. Robert and I crack up. I think Robert would agree with that as well. He's just yeah. he's got a knack for it. and He's he, got a way. Travis listens to these episodes. He's uh, maybe sometimes three or four behind. That's okay. He'll catch up. He okay. will, you know, one day in June, he'll say, hey, I, I just listened to the uh, Emily Emily Haynes Cook episode. hmm Here, you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll react I don't to it. Think I don't think I'm going to
1: convince him to to do anything. <laughs> I think he's probably set with his decision, but he should come on your podcast. He's... He's great. So, Jimmy's podcast episode was great too. And I really want to listen to um, Jimmy's podcast. I yes. didn't know he had one until I listened to your podcast episode.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let me go ahead and plug Gimme 10. It's G I M M I E, the number 10 podcast. Uh, they're great. They are, it's all stripped down. They don't edit it, they don't care. Sometimes I wish I could just take a dose of that medicine because I, I do try to make this sound as good as I can. But they just let it rip. They hit record and they start talking. There's no intro music. There's no outro music. And they used every episode used to be exactly 10 minutes, just about. Sometimes they play around with it. I think the second one is 30, 30-something minutes. But they're great. And I'm glad that yeah. they're back and everybody should check them out. They are not trying to be, they're not trying to wow you with the production factor, but if you give it a shot and you listen to these two guys, you're going to say, I want to hang out with these dudes. Um, It's JT and Jimmy, uh, Jim Powell.
1: Yeah, um, I like the concept. Just a quick 10 minutes. And what really sold me on it was when he said that you know, he's like, it's a quick 10 minutes on random topics. There's an episode about Halloween candy, and it's a two-parter. <laughs> yeah. they... I was like, it was just needed because, I mean, I've had my share of conversations um, to friends. Sorry if you hear my dog in the background. Um, friends and family about Halloween candy, and they can get lengthy.
0: I may put a, a teaser in here. I just talked to Jim yesterday. I think they're doing a two part two episodes on pizza and it may be like a select (laughs) little group of pizza. I don't know if it's restaurants or your grocer's freezer. I don't know, but it's gonna be great. Nice. Tell me about that that dog of yours. I wasn't gonna ask, but now that Sorry. Well he's he's on the episode, so we gotta talk about him. Well it's a she.
1: Yeah, it's a she. She's um a queen and uh should be treated like one. <laughs> um, her name is Mavis and she is uh she is just the light of my life, Dan. Mm. She's a second mother to my children. You let her baby Um no but she could. I'll tell you that much. Can she pick she's up she's talented little... enough? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can she pick up Bailey by, just by the yeah. uh... By at a the ear? back of his shirt or, and just carry him around?
1: Yeah, she does that. What kind of dog is <laughs> she, she? She's part chow. Um, she's she's mutt, but she's she looks the most like a chow, but I think her mom was a uh, pit bull, but she doesn't look anything like a pit bull. But she's part chow, and uh, she's great. I'll tell a quick story about, uh, I say she's part mother to my children. She really is. Um, Every night, bath time, she's there. She trusts nobody else other than herself to watch over these children when they're in the bath. And when um, Danny was first born, you know, you bring them home and they say, you know, only sponge baths for however many days, weeks it is. Um, So we were in that time frame. And, you know, sometimes a sponge bath isn't just going to do it. So I said to Taylor, I said, you know, why don't we do this? I'm, I'll get in the bath and you hand her to me and I'll put her in my lap and I'll bathe her that way. Just get her good clean. He's like, okay, let's do it. So I get in the bath. Bath water fills up. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. Hand her to me. Taylor hands me baby Danny. I grab her and I put her in my lap to start bathing her. And from a distance, I look over, full charge speed, Mm. Mavis runs and jumps into the bath to try to save. (laughs) (laughs) I guess she thought I was going to drown her. Mm. But this is no joke. This really happened. And it could have ended up really bad because she could have landed on top of her or scratched her. You know how their skin's so, like, soft at that point when they're brand new. Scarred her for life, but... Luckily, none of that happened, but she was trying to save that baby.
0: Her maternal instincts kicked in. Yes. She she
1: really is. She's the most maternal dog. I mean, if the kids are around, do not approach.
0: She probably believes that Danny is her child and that you're just doing a a pretty outstanding job of watching after her child. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm a great nanny to her children. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, she she this thing she can't she can't change the diapers, so I mean you're helping her out a lot.
1: Yeah. I'm not getting paid, but right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, she's a great dog. Um I gotta drop in real quick. We won't say a whole lot, but a little ode to Caesar. I don't know how long he's been mm. how long he's been I don't he's I left us. I don't know the story on Caesar, and, uh, but I miss him. I liked him. I don't know how much he yeah. liked me, but what a great guy.
1: He was, I mean, if you can call him a guy, I remember the story on Caesar. <laughs> well, <I don't... laughs> Do you remember, Dan?
0: I'm struggling the, here.
1: The condition he had. So he was like a, a, a pioneer. <laughs> Cultural pioneer. He, uh, he had a condition. <laughs> I don't even know the term, but he had a condition where I had to put him on prescription food. Do you remember this? Oh, okay. This all developed while we were at Firebird's. So I was like, something is wrong with my cat. My cat's, I keep having to That's take him right. back to the vet. He's like, I would, I would go home and he would be wailing in pain, but in his litter box. Mm. And so I took him to the vet, and they were like, yeah, he's got basically a a small penis.
0: It was entirely too small.
1: (laughs) Entirely too small. And so I had to put him on prescription food because his urine would crystallize and cause him pain trying to come out. Oh. And so um, he was on a very expensive prescription food to fix this problem but he would still have flare-ups. Well, one day it was it was severe. I came home and it was the screams were <laughs> just awful and it was of course on a on a weekend the vets were closed it was nighttime mm. and he was starting to act lethargic. I was like, okay he's gonna something is very wrong he's gonna die. So me and Taylor took him to the emergency vet. And um they brought us in and they said, Okay, well we're really glad you brought him in because I mean a couple of hours and his uh bladder would expo- ha- would have exploded. But I was like, Okay, well this keeps happening, I'm having to pay these vet bills. Is there a way we can fix this? And uh the suggestion from this vet was to go ahead and, and uh transition him.
0: Um to give him a, and, a, a sex change.
1: Yes. And me and Taylor proceeded to giggle like little schoolgirls in the office of this this veterinarian. And she was just not happy with us. Just mean... could not find the humor in it and we would we would compose ourselves, take breaths, wipe away the tears that we were having, try not to look at each other. These, these Start aren't... having this conversation again, and would just explode with laughter the minute she started speaking. And this this continued on for at least thirty minutes. She was getting very aggravated, but
0: Emily, we didn't get
1: the procedure.
0: He said he's in his darkest hour, and you're cackling. <laughs> and get a a hold of yourself. What what in the well? I don't know. Well, sometimes know, sometimes humor is comforting in times where I, I knew I. I know that it was uh, difficult for you, and maybe that was just Mm -hmm. how you handled it. I mean, it's a very unique situation, and you don't want them to be in pain, but...
1: No. I had no idea that this was an option for animals.
0: And so that was just, um, that was the end of that?
1: That was the end of that. We didn't get the procedure done because it was like $12,000 or something ridiculous but um you know we kept him on a good healthy prescription diet and he lived out the rest of his years and i don't really know the the way he he left us is uh, a little bit of a mystery i don't know what happened um
0: because oh, he-, he was
1: just to the to the end he was just as spry as could be you know had all the energy was still acting like a young kitten and just his old Caesar self, and then just one day. I think he had a heart attack, is what I think it was.
0: Hmm. But. Well, God rest his Gone too old. soon,
1: you know?
0: Yeah. My cat, Trudy, is 10. I got her the, she was given to me the first year, first six months that I lived here. Yeah. So she just turned 10. It's yeah. a lot but of she's things. Got a minute. Yeah, and we have a couple of, Kittens that we adopted, I would say <gasps> September-ish. I don't remember when it was, but yeah, um, I like cats and cats. I are... love cats. It's uh... I love
1: cats. I would have a million if I could.
0: Trudy has not. I have a new one. Oh, you do.
1: Yeah, his name is Ernie.
0: Ernie, how do you select these names?
1: Um. Well, Ernie has thumbs. Have you heard of these cats? No. Polydactyl.
0: Oh, okay. He has a opposable thumb.
1: Yeah, opposable thumbs. Well, no, not a non-opposable. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. He just has thumbs. But apparently they they're called polydactyl. But um, they're also called Hemingway cats because get this. Ernest Hemingway would only have these types of cats how weird is that
0: and how rare are they
1: um i think from what i've read and the story gets kind of weirder is that if in the u.s if you have a polydactyl cat and it's a crazy percentage it's like a 90 percent chance they are direct descendants of a cat that was owned by Ernest Hemingway. Get like he, out of here. he populated, I'm not joking, he populated the United States with these cats. And I have one, and so his name is Ernie.
0: I gotta look him up now.
1: Yeah, I'll send you a picture of old Ernest.
0: Yeah, we've got three kids, three cats. I mentioned at the top of the episode, or actually before we got started, I'm just gonna drop it here. You know, if if you like to have a beer, you like to have um, a glass of wine, some vodka, whatever, and you have kids, you have babies and toddlers. You gotta ask yourself, why? What? Why am I having trying to have a drink here? I'm not gonna be able to relax. I mean, maybe if you want to stay up late, which I don't, so mm-hmm. I haven't drank in about five six weeks, and I was and I wasn't drinking much, but I just thought what's the point mm-hmm. so I just stopped i'm just the, the next time that i can probably when we go out to dinner the next time natalie and i go out for something but i have just put it to the side All right it's not it's no big deal really All um, right that could change any day now but i want to throw that out there for people if you're you're trying to work in a, a Jack and Coke and you're you're at home and there's just fussing and uh screaming and <laughs> all those lovely sounds much. that go on in the house at eight o'clock at night and you don't you're not gonna be able to enjoy it. All right. Now again if yeah. you if you wait until the babies go to bed and you and you have a cocktail at nine fifteen on a Wednesday night, then have at it. I go to bed at nine fifteen if I can. How what time do you usually Oh man, Dan, do I
1: usually go to bed? Do you go ahead and just stay I, up? I stay up. I push through. But that's just always how I've been. But yeah, I'm I've like I was up till one last night.
0: There for me but there's it's... there's a cutoff. I know I can get away with it sometimes. If I want to stay up till midnight, but if I stay up till two, that's that's oh, the yeah, no, danger zone.
1: Yeah, no, two's where you start the next day. There's guilt. <laughs> if you up. stay up till two, I'm just like I replay it over in my head the next day. Like I cannot believe I just I stayed up till two o'clock in the morning. But no, one is one's pushing it every night. Twelve o'clock probably between eleven and twelve. I go to bed.
0: Yeah, that's reasonable.
1: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, everybody I talk to, they're like, what? When I say that, but I have to, I have to get, that's when I get the the time that I need for myself is after the kids are in bed. And these people who wake up at five in the morning and get the hour in before their kids wake up or the two hours or whatever it is, I don't see how they're doing that. That's just, I can't do that.
0: That's, that's partly me.
1: You are that person, aren't you?
0: Saturday morning. It's the five o'clock. I can't wait. That's how
1: Taylor is.
0: And when it's, yeah. He
1: only wants to do it on the weekend, though. Like, wake up that
0: early. It's the only time. And still, Wyatt, our second child, is the last one to sleep and the first Mm -hmm. one up. So he'll Mm -hmm. keep you up and he will. um, He's looking for an after party. He's like, where's the after party?
1: why, Why is everyone?
0: He knows that the house is quiet. The lights are off. <laughs> but yeah, so Saturday morning hits, it's six something. I don't get up at five anymore, but yeah, I just try to tiptoe out of the room and not make a lot I gotta feed the cat so that makes a little bit of racket and then like get the coffee going. If I can get the cats fed, the coffee made, I'm good. Okay, well, Emily, this has been great. I I am actually gonna have a this is for anybody listening. If you've listened to every episode and you hear me say at the end, oh, let's have you back on for a second episode, you think I'm probably just saying that. Well, in a couple weeks, you're going to see the return of a previous guest. So get ready for that. And Emily, I just wanted wanted to use that as an example. I'd love to have you back so we can explore some other parenthood topic or anything else. Would you come back on?
1: Absolutely, anytime. And I had fun doing it, and it was good catching up. It was great. Yeah.
0: Where do you guys like to vacation when you get a chance to get everyone in the wagon with the the luggage thing on the top and yeah, the children's music playing.
1: You know, we um, Taylor travels for a living, so um, does lots of traveling, not for a living, but I mean, yes, for a living, but he's not gone all the time but when he does his work travel um if we're able to we always tag along we like we really like or I'm speaking for myself I guess I really like going to new places and seeing you know yeah trying out new things is my favorite is just to go somewhere that I've never been to and just see what's around so um but Taylor loves the beach so we go to the beach every year probably multiple times a year but um, but yeah, but I always like to go the new route and see, see what's out there. We did a trip and I mean, I'd been here before, but it just been a long time. We went, did a trip to Chattanooga during the spring and that was a, that was a great trip.
0: I've got family in Chattanooga. I love it.
1: I like it. It's so pretty there.
0: It's just wonderful. It's yeah. so scenic. Yes. And there's historical sites.
1: I love that.
0: Um, It's a great downtown area. Mm -hmm. I'm a big Chattanooga fan. Yeah. Another little dart on the map, Danville, Illinois. There's a lot of Danvilles, but I did an episode a few weeks back with the general manager for the Danville Dans.
1: Oh, nice.
0: There's a uh, summer league baseball team up there. It's about two and a half hours south of Chicago. I'm just happy to put in another mention of that town. Yeah. I'm going to try to get up there in the summer. Um, That'd be fun. Look it up, check them out on Instagram. Find their uh, community page or whatever. All right. Well, this has been awesome, Emily. Anything else you want to plug promote?
1: I don't think so. I don't know. Just you. You're doing a great job, Dan.
0: Thanks, Emily. I really am thankful for our friendship, which again I am too. goes back so many years. We can skip a few years, we can come back to the fold, and
1: nothing's changed. You know,
0: a, a lifetime friend is that's another thing, folks. And I'm going to put it in the remember section here. Remember, even if it's been a few years, reach out to an old friend, uh, they'd love to hear from you. There's nothing in life like good friendships. You can make all the money in the world, actually your family. My dad likes to say nobody loves you like your family. That's very true, but build your network. It's never too late to but you don't want to be 40, you know, my age, 44 45 and you just don't have anybody uh of importance or or meaning, but and if you're waiting tables, and your restaurant just happens to serve a fresh squeezed lemonade, and you're you're going to that you're going to that table, and there's a little child there, and it might be a little tart, you know, it's it just maybe a little strong. Make sure you lean in when you hand that little kid's cup to that child and say, "All right, take, you a, little okay. sip.
1: take a little sip." make sure it's not too strong (laughs) oh man never forget
0: I wish you guys were there it happened I thought nothing of it but Emily was within earshot or she saw it and and uh and the legend lives on yes we'll never die have some fun with the people you work with have some fun with the experience that you're in right now and Make some friends. It's a fun thing to do because you never, you might have a podcast in another eight, nine, 10, 17 years if there's still a thing and you could do a show just like this one. Okay, Emily.
1: Well, thanks, Dan.
0: You guys have a great weekend, Emily, you and your family. Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Happy New Year. And we'll see you. We'll see you guys, the Dan Time listeners, next Sunday on the Dan Time Podcast. Have a great week. All right. If you love that episode, if you're enjoying the Dan Time Podcast, be sure to download and subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can reach me at dantimepod at gmail.com. If you really want to connect with Dan Time through the week, visit any of the social media pages. I'm on X, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can't miss me. And if nothing else, as I've said before, just talk about the show. If you're having a good time with it, tell your friends about it. Send a text about it. I appreciate you as a listener. Hope you have a great week. I'll see you next Sunday.